People have told stories of the strange and supernatural for centuries. Tales of the restless dead return to haunt the living. Whispers of damned souls doing the devil's bidding on earth. Rumors of inhuman things that still hunt the old forests, untouched by the glare of modern life. There may be more to these stories than you could ever imagine. Join us tonight as we delve into the deeper truth inside these mysteries. Welcome to Bizarre Tales. Uh, we have a guest with us this week. We have Amy. Uh, now, Amy's got a bit of a, a, a strange story, I would say. Probably what, what we'd class as a bizarre tale. Um, this is definitely one that, I would, like I said, I said this to you last time, didn't I, Amy? Where it's one of those ones that you kind of have to listen to. So I, I implore everyone now listening to actually pay attention because... If you miss part of this story, you you know that won't make that much sense. Um, it's something that obviously we've spoken about before, and and I find with a lot of paranormal stories, um, we need to know. I like to know them beforehand because this one, I mean, this one you're telling me last time, and it, it's giving me goosebumps like talking about it. So, um, I suppose the best way to to start is just for you to sort of take it away and and let us know how creepy your life actually is very creepy yeah um very creepy indeed so uh i'm 30 this year and from being a small child um my granddad and his family have all seen things um and then it's passed down to me at my mom and then it's passed down to me um so there has been countless times where I've seen things as a child, had crazy stories of seeing things as a child, um, telling more about past lives as a child. And she's always said, I'm a, just, just a creepy child, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but as I got older, I dabbled in things I didn't quite understand um, and tried my best to help spirits along that I did meet along the way because that's what I was taught by my granddad, you know, always be pleasant, help them if they need it. Um, but I was never told anything about the bad side of it because there is two sides to every coin. Yeah. Um, so for me, I now have this, his, his male, his presence comes across as male, but he's just a big six, seven foot black shadow that... Um, as once attacked me um, physically, but the rest of the time he just watches and waits for for you to slip up, get too close, or yeah. piss him off. If you like, that, something that you sort of grown up with almost. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I mean that's it's quite a strange sort of thing to have. Is is like almost like. You, you can have you seen it physically or is there like is it just a yeah 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 so what happened was when I um when I was about I'd say 10 um I moved to a different um side of the country I moved from Bradford to East Yorkshire right on the coast and the school that I was in there um had a resident spirit of a little girl that we found out was called Emily and I say we because uh, I was the only one that knew about the paranormal um, and I kind of banded a group of girls in my school <laughs> as a little paranormal group in the toilets every dinner time to talk to whatever this entity was and see how we could help because I knew it was a little girl and I felt at that time being young myself you want to make friends you want to be pleasing you want to play you want to help that little girl you know she's yeah. one of you she's one of the group and she she really was um but the trouble was once we had moved her on um and helped her cross um this black figure just stuck around now i i believe that the black shadow was something to do with emily because they came from the same place i'd never seen anything like that until i met emily um but because I could see and I could feel and I could sense and the other girls don't have those abilities 
it was very much attached itself to me because it could scare me more because I knew it was that. Yeah, I mean, they do tend to say with, uh, with things like this, with sort of paranormal things, is that the people who are believers almost are the ones that they will attach themselves to. You very rarely find yeah. someone who doesn't believe in the paranormal having things attached to them. And whether that is because of a self-conscious state that people who believe actually have or whether it's um the fact that the spirit is aware that they're not going to have any effect on someone who's going to rationalize it um i don't we don't know <laughs> we're never going to know are we but no, um no. so in, in regards to obviously emily because i think i know we obviously we we was trying i wanted to talk a little bit about the the black shadow because the the story that comes with that is is one of you know I sensed of sort of like a demonic story almost. But um, yeah. we touched on. Got to be careful there because I was going to say we touched on the little girl earlier, but obviously last <laughs> conversation, yeah, we'll uh, breeze over that comment. But we you know we we spoken about Emily before and um, the things that go with that. And yeah, I mean if we could sort of just try and explain to obviously the listeners that. Um, growing up, obviously, for majority of kids, paranormal isn't really something they know about. Um, and obviously, with you know, you do hear about these. You know, certain families have that gift of of knowing and being able to speak to people. And you know, I mean, going back two hundred years, you'd have been burnt at the stake. So, um, you know, that sort of that feeling growing up. I mean, was that something that you were just aware of, or? did it creep you out like it would creep out a normal child? Not saying you're not never, normal, but... No, I'm definitely not normal. Um, it never creeped me out because to me it was normal. It was just everyday life. So my granddad had seen his own dad who died in Second World War um, in the graveyard one day. And he said to his mum, there's dad. And his mum looked over across the graveyard in Bradford Cemetery so if anyone's there, you'll know where, where I'm talking about. Mm. And um, his mum said, that ain't, that, that ain't your dad. Come on. And just whisked him away. But he swears blind. My dad was stood at the cemetery gates looking at us. Mm. And he says, I feel like when it's my time to go, my dad and my mum will be there waiting for me, which gives me some comfort when my grandparents pass. Yeah. Um, he had seven siblings four of them made it to their 60s 70s um a lot of them died as children um and so he became the man of the house um because his two older brothers were born disabled and they died very young yeah um so he lived in a house full of girls and for his mum to have seen it he says my mum looked directly at my dad Hmm. and so she, said she never spoke about it so she she saw him as well yeah. but she knew that effect. because he died yeah she was like no that's not your dad don't worry about it come on um hmm. my auntie elaine his sister she um was the same she was always seeing things house every house she had was haunted <laughs> she said um then my auntie um and my mum they're both um they see things on and off not regular like I do but they've they've seen things in the past um and heard things and felt things I mean me and my mom have been sat on a sofa together and the back of the sofa we've felt a cat jump on the back of the sofa and both looked at each other and gone <laughs> you just feel that because we've always had pets so if a pet died you know we'd always end up uh we had a dog once and he passed away from um, kidney failure and he used to sit on the stairs and bang his tail, drum his tail on the stairs. And for about a week after he passed, we could still hear him drumming on the stairs and he used to go, back step, enough, and it stopped instantly. And that was a comfort. It's always been a comfort. I think that's why now as an adult, I'm not that bothered by death. I'm not scared by death. I'm not scared by ghosts. I'm not scared by, I mean, I'm, I can watch the scariest of movies yeah. and go yeah. to sleep perfectly fine. <laughs> My partner would be up for weeks, but I'm zonked out. <laughs> yeah, I, I must admit, I'm a fan of the horrors. But um, 
so just just obviously shooting back to to Emily. Obviously, was there anything that she did in you know that you would have not known about? Like a normal child would freak out. Um, was there anything that you know she she did in particular that made you obviously yeah. aware of her? So originally, the only way to communicate with Emily was if you live in the UK, you'll know what I mean when you. Going to a school on the outside of a building, there's a vent with flaps, maybe 12 flaps. And as the wind yeah. comes in, it flaps the flaps. Well, they had that in the bathroom, but they'd extended on the bathroom. So there was no wind to set the, fla the flaps off and the fan off. Yeah. And it never worked. And Emily would use those flaps to communicate. So we could say, okay, open three flaps and three flaps are open. Open six flaps, six flaps are open. And it got to a point where we say, okay, two flaps for yes, three for no. And that's how we'd communicate. And the girls at school would be in awe, <laughs> like I'm doing some sort of magic. <laughs> because it would happen every time without fail. We could have a full conversation with Emily just using the flaps. And then we were leaving school. So this in the UK, we have secondary school. Um, yeah. And we were going to be going up and I didn't want to leave Emily. She was part of the group. She was, you know, it was an everyday thing at that point where we'd all go to the toilets at dinner and sit and talk to her. And uh, I'm getting emotional just talking about it. Um, <laughs> and I didn't want to leave her. So I stupidly, some people will say, said, come with me. Come with me from school. You can stay with me. Um, until we figure out how to cross you over or wherever you want to go or find your mummy or whatever, stay with me. So she did. <laughs> and then because she was away from the flats, we had to find another way of communicating. So we used to get um, fingers down your back, like when a kid po pokes you or like yeah. runs their finger down your back, that was a signal for her for yes so if we asked a question and nothing happened that was no if we um if she wanted to say yes she'd either poke us and it's very forceful you can tell it's a finger um or she'd run her fingers down your back and give you a shiver um and that's how we communicated even just going to the park with a group of friends she'd come with us um when I'd get home and have parties I used to have an old computer monitor that had blinking lights and she'd turn that on and off. So we used to do seances, in quotation yeah. marks, at parties, um, to play with Emily, um, things like that. You know, there was never any malicious intent from Emily, never. So it when was did it... always... No, no, go on. Sorry. It was always just a friend, like having a permanent sister you can't see or a friend that you play with when you're lonely at home or... That's like an imaginary that's friend, but with yeah. a little bit more to but it. Definitely yeah. not imaginary, because everyone no. else could see what was going on. So when, my mum was always just like, do what you want. <laughs> when did it turn malicious? So... Or dark? There was frosted glass glass on, on the doors to the bathroom at the primary school, and a lot of people would say they'd see a black figure at the back wall through the frosted glass which you would, and then you'd open the doors and there'd be no one there. But because I never interacted with the black figure, I was never bothered by it. Now, looking back now, I'm thinking, was the black figure pretending to be Emily so it could come with me, this, that, and the other? But I believed, I wholeheartedly believed there were two completely different entities. Because when we went to secondary school, we went to a park one day, and there must have been five of us girls that all knew about Emily and we were all playing in the park on our own and one of our friends said um there's a man over there behind the trees and I'm, and I'm thinking okay it must be human it's probably a predator like stranger danger <laughs> but I'm from Bradford so, <laughs> so I'm thinking I'm gonna go fight a full-grown man <laughs> So we go to have a look and there's no one there, but then he's a tree away. So we chased him and then he was a tree away. And he was always just that bit ahead of us, but we'd never seen him move. Yeah. So I took a step back and said, girls, that's not a person. You need to come away. And instantly the feeling of dread 
was, we need to move. And that's when Emily was perking, perking constantly, like panic, like get away. Yeah, you're right, move, move. And that's when I knew that Emily and this thing were completely different, but Emily even knew to get away, like don't have anything to do with that. Yeah. So us being girls, protective of Emily, we're like, come on then, if you think you're hard enough, big black man, what are you going to do? Meh, 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 you know, going off at nothing in the tree line. And that's when one of my friends, as we were walking back, thinking we were big and hard, just burst into a fit of crying. And she was like, my back, my back. And she had scratches on her back. And I was like, right, no, this is bad. That was the first time he'd attacked someone else, but he's only ever attacked me once. Bloody hell. So that's quite... uh, I mean, I'm assuming what you're saying, obviously, secondary school for American listeners, that's, that's high school. Uh, yeah. yeah, I believe we start our secondary school at around 11, 12 years old. Um, yeah. I don't know what it is in America, but I know they're at school a little bit longer than we are. Um, you know, they have to drum in a little bit more education to Americans. <laughs> um, although, to be fair, you're from Bradford, so I'm pretty sure they need to drum a little bit more. Into oh, the yeah. No, well, I so. should still be there now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so obviously... You're talking at quite a young age here, you know, sort of early teens or pre-teens um, yep. where something like this is is happening. And, you know, that that sort of, I mean, to me, obviously, being an outsider and, you know, I've had very, very minimal experience with with entities, if, if any at all. Um, but that doesn't mean I don't believe. But I, I do find, you know, in that sort of a situation to to sort of almost antagonize it doesn't seem like the right decision no um, no looking back know, now we were absolutely stupid but we were just a group of girls that thought this is something that's coming after our friend hmm. we have to protect our friend at whatever cost like what's it going to do to us we're not dead sort of thing like yeah. completely stupidly thinking it can't harm us and then when it did I remember just thinking, right, okay, it, I wish it had just come after me because I can see it. No one, like, yeah. Why are you picking on everybody else? And that's when I lost some of the girls out the group because then they didn't want out to do with Emily because of what had happened. Mm. And in the end, one hundred percent. I mean, even now to this day, when I've seen them out and about at the pubs and we've gone back talking about childhoods and stuff, and they're like, "Oh my god, do you remember when we had that ghost friend and you were you?" You know, it always used to happen to you and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yep, still still going on. <laughs> you know, it's embedded in their brain that this it is happens. some crazy stuff that happened being your friend, which yeah. was awful for me because being a kid and being brand new from somewhere completely different, you're trying to make friends and then you make one that's dead. <laughs> yeah. And you're forever known <laughs> as the weird ghost lady as well. So then, yeah. yeah. And, be- and I remember my mum worked at the school as a TA for a while. And I got pulled into a, um, the headmistress's office once to tell me and warn me and my mum I had to stop telling people there was a ghost in the toilet. And I was like, I'm not. I'm just going and talking to the ghost in the toilet. It's the other girls that keep telling everyone not to go in there because there's a ghost and freaking everyone out. I'm quite happy going in there at dinner and having a whale of the time. <laughs> yeah. So obviously you mentioned that um, obviously this entity had physically attacked you. So I'm, I'm assuming that was after it. it this was happened. years after, yeah. So yeah. I believe the first time it attacked my friends and we'd taken Emily away from the school, I believe the hormones, because you hear about as soon as, kids get to hormonal age that's when everything ramps up because of the hormones and because they can't regulate themselves and they can't shut their third eye and it all becomes too much I think that's why it got so bad with him at that point because (laughs) because that's when you know we were all hormonal girls yeah we're all going through that um so it fed off that but then when it attacked me, I mean, I was in my 20s, just coming back from a pub uh, with another group of friends, which it started on then first. Again, it would never start on me. It would always start on the people around me to get me riled up. 
because that's what it fed off. Because mm. it knew I'd fight back. And the yeah. fear of other people as well. Yeah. So in that situation, obviously, um, you know, you said you're on your way back from a pub and something obviously has, has happened. And what, you know, talk us through it. What, what happened then? So one night, me and a couple of friends were just went to the pub for a drink and um, where I live, there's an old train tracks. So there's yeah. trees on either side. It's really dark at night. But I lived on the other side. So I said, come on, we'll just walk down the lines. It's quicker. Um, and as we were coming back from the pub, we stopped. Um, I live near the seaside. So there's seaside apartments that were being built at the time. And this this day, the apartments were just bricks. They built the outer shell, but it had no windows. Um, it was literally just bricks. That's it. With a big fence around it. Yeah. And my friend said to me, I'm starting to feel a bit sick. So obviously we're like, oh my God, are you all right? You know, do you need to sit down? And at this point it's, it's gipping. It's physically going to throw up. So I said, well, do you want me to go and get someone? So I started walking away from him and he was like, it's all right, I'm feeling better. So I started walking towards him and he was like, no, I am going to be sick. So I started walking away again, thinking I need to go find someone to come and help my friend that's going to be sick. And he said, every time you walk away, I feel better. It's you. Which is so not something that, a girl wants to hear, to be honest. No. So I was like, what have I done? Yeah. So I was like, well, that's a bit weird. So I was like, that's fine. And you walk behind and I walk ahead. If it's make, whatever's making you feel sick, it's just weird. And I have weird stuff happen all the time. So I thought maybe this is just one of them weird coincidence things that, you know, for some reason, when I'm near him, I must give off this energy that's making him feel sick. Mm. I don't Um. And then a friend of mine said that they saw something up in the apartments. So I looked up and there, there was the shadow figure. Um, so panic sets in and I'm like, just, just walk away, ignore it. Don't look at it. Don't give it any attention. Walk away. That's why you're feeling sick. It's in. Just walk away. It's fine. And they're like, what are you on about? What, you, what do you mean? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you don't need to understand any of this right now. All you need to understand is walk away. Walk away and you'll be fine. Yeah. Because it's it, it's after me, not you. It wants to, to mess around with me. So they did start walking off. And then the anger sets in like it wants. I give into it and I start shouting and screaming at the top of my lungs why don't you come down and take it out on me why are you always taking it out on everybody else but me I'm not afraid of you you might be all right messing about with everyone else but but come and try it with me and then I walked away and I thought no because you were because you're too too much of a pansy you're never going to touch me I'm better than you and that 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 was a false mistake (laughs) Yeah. yeah, again. But I was just angry because I'm tired of this. This is the second time in my life now. <laughs> and yeah. then not to mention all the times it's been watching in between where I've seen it here, there and everywhere. So started walking down the lines and there's trees on either side and it's thick tree line. It's pitch black. And I had a scarf that was just wrapped around my neck once. So if you did, if you pulled it, it'd go tight. And as I'm walking away, I'm walking down the lines, my friends turn around to say, what the hell was that? And all three of my friends see the front tie of my scarf, like the front bit pull that way and the back bit pull behind me and strangle me for a good couple of seconds. Out of the blue, in the, in the, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> And they can't, they can't see what's going on either. No, all they can see is the scarves being pulled by something. Yeah, but they can't see what. No. But I couldn't see what because I was too busy freaking out thinking, shit, my scarf's strangling me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it was hard enough that I had a mark. Bloody hell. I mean, you, I mean, so you say, I, obviously, there, you, you know, you confronted it and that was a, a stupid decision, but... I mean, 
from my experience, that's probably the right thing to do is to, you yeah. know, if they're pissing you off, you just say, get lost. And yeah, because I've been taught by my work. granddad. Yeah, I've been taught by my granddad all my life that if you do find something that's annoying you or um, you want something to go away, you tell it directly. You say, right, no, enough, I'm done. So yeah. I used to hear whispering on a night and it was so loud and continuous that I couldn't sleep because it was just constant whispers, thousands of voices trying to talk to me all at once. Now I understand or feel like I understand that they knew that I could hear them. So you imagine nobody can ever hear you and you find one person that can. You just want to scream at them, like, listen to me. Yeah. So I get it. But my granddad said to me, just tell them, just say no. It's bedtime for me. I'm alive. You're not. It's bedtime for me. And then when I get up, I'll speak to you then. And it stopped instantly because I told them, I'd laid them boundaries. So when the black figure strangled me, that made me even more angry. And I, in no uncertain terms, and a lot of effing and jeffing, that if I did die um, because he killed me by strangling me, I would come back on the other side and I'd haunt him for all of eternity by kicking his ass. So, <laughs> and that he could only hurt me by using things that were in the physical world. He couldn't directly touch me. He had to use my scarf. That's how pathetic of a spirit he was. He couldn't directly hurt me. He had to use something in my world to hurt me. And I, I mean, haven't had anything since. From my... Touch yeah, I was going to say, I was just going to say, you know, have you ever seen anything after that? Or, do, you know, do you, do you ever get the, the the vision of him? Or, you know, does he appear? Or is it just more yeah, of like... So a... He's been... Still been watching every now and then. Mm. Um, but not not half as close he's keeping his distance I think now as I've got older and he realises that now I'm opening back up to it because I shut it off for a long while I went through a really rough patch with my mental health and it all ramped up it got far too much and I was like no I can't deal with that and my mental health all at the same time so I shut down completely yeah. And it's taken me over the last couple of years to finally get it back and be like, no, I'm, I'm, there's always going to be a minority of bad things that happen when you're doing this sort of thing. Mm. But you have to remember that you know yourself, you can trust yourself to make the right judgment call, and you've got that inner, that inner alarm that you just yeah. know. Yeah, you know so when's the right time to fight. Yeah, yeah, just trust yourself. And I have. And for the last few years, it's never it's never wronged me, to be fair. So. Yeah, I mean, it's, not, it's nice to know that obviously it's sort of made its threat, it's done its thing, and it's sort of now realised that I'll sort of just keep my distance away. But I think it's a bit weird to think that obviously it's still there, it's still in the background, you know, at, at any point it can manifest into something else again and you know does that is that like a worry for you that it could come back in that way or it is. so I've learned to put wards on the house do cleansings I know how to open and close communication that I'm doing um I know the signs and signals for if I do feel uncomfortable I'm like okay I'm shutting it down now um so I tend to use a lot of what I've learned over the last few years looking into the paranormal, doing investigations, learning the spiritual side of, you know, of everything um, and what works for some people and doesn't for others. I'm not a religious person, so I don't use God as a tool. I have my own inner power and I believe that's more uh, yeah. effective because you have to believe in yourself to believe in God is, is how I see it. Fair enough. I mean, I, I don't know in, in regards to our users, in, of users, listeners who who's religious and who isn't. I mean, I would say from my personal point of view, I think people who are religious might find it slightly more difficult to believe that something like that could, could manifest on earth. I think majority of people who are into this, into the paranormal tend to edge more towards spirituality and paganism and that sort of um, side. When you, when you come to religion more than, than Christianity, and I'm assuming now we're going to get, 
shitloads of messages from people going, well, I believe and I'm a Christian, but, uh, you know, just... And I don't have a problem with that. No, you no. believe what helps you. If God helps you in yeah, what you need absolutely. to fight, then that, that's fine. It doesn't work for me, personally. I don't feel it works for me. However, I believe that God gave you that power, if that's what you believe. Hmm. He gave you that power to believe in yourself, to be strong enough to defeat it. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, just throwing out, because I've noticed myself doing it throughout this whole conversation. For those of you listening, obviously, um, when we record things like this, they're, they're done on Zoom. Um, Amy sat in a kitchen. She's got French doors behind her. And I'm constantly, obviously, you're talking about this, like this shadow figure and things like that. I'm constantly looking into the doors behind you to see if there's a reflection of anything. Um, Funny you should say that, because just before we started this podcast both of my lights started flickering before we'd even started talking. They must have known. Must have known and something was like, about oh, to happen. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting to capture something. You know, these are recorded, these. So it's, uh, it'd be interesting to see. But um, I do have one question, which I don't know, you know, might be interesting to, to the listeners, but for me, it's definitely interesting. <laughs> Obviously, you're talking about a, a, a black figure. Is there like, now, now, it's going to sound really weird, but I mean, I, I, when I picture a black figure, I picture something like uh, an old Victorian with a top hat and that sort of shadow, like um, Jack the Ripper type shadow thing. Or, or is yeah. there defined edges? You know, is there a facial expression? Do you get anything like that from it? Or is it just... So it's not a hat man, as most people would think of when they think of a black shadow. The only way I can describe it is if you've seen someone in a morph suit, Yes. But it's just black. So is it sort of defined or is it hazy on the... I know that sounds really weird, but... It depends just... where you see him. So when I've... I mean, my brother's seen him in my old house. Um, I had to do a cleansing. Uh, he woke up in the middle of the night. He came around the corner of his bedroom to have a wee and the black shadow poked himself out of the bathroom. And my brother peed in a bottle that night in his bedroom because he wouldn't go to the toilet. Yep. I, so that I was the night that. I had a complete breakdown in the bathroom and was like, get out of my house, how dare you? <laughs> Even whether you're the, the black shadow man that's always following me or something else, get out, you're not yeah. welcome. And we never had an issue since. Um, I have shadow people uh, regularly just wander through my living room. Um, I'll show you, but the listeners can't see, but this door here. Yeah. Um, more often than not, I'll be making a cup of tea and something I'll, I'll walk past. And I'll ask if it's my partner. Nope, he's upstairs. Um, the other week I had my partner's voice shout me while I was in the shower. No one home, still at work. Um, yeah, I so saw it. It is a regular occurrence. You did a little video on that, didn't you? The, uh, yeah, I did on TikTok. Hi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you say you, your dog started barking as well. Yeah, yeah. So my, my dog is obsessed with my partner, like daddy's boy. Um, so he was laid on the bath mat and we both heard the front door go um, like open and shut and it's a distinct sound, you hear it every day so my dog instantly got up and was all excited thinking, that's her and then I heard, babe where are you? And I said, oh, I'm just in the shower I'll get out in a minute so we, it was coming home early so we could go somewhere so I knew who was coming home early so it wasn't like a, well, what are you doing home? Um, yeah. and then the dog didn't come in for like a few minutes and I thought well where is he he's not coming up the stairs so I got out the shower and he's laid at the top of the stairs looking down at the door confused like well where's that so I went to the bedroom window opened the curtain and the car's not there so I texted him saying where are you and he's like I'm still at work then who just shouted in your voice <laughs> and opened and shut the front door and even got the dog wondering who it was and the yeah, cat lifted his head. Strange. Even he heard it. Yeah, that is weird. I mean, I mean, you you, you say that, and and you saying that's just put sort of dropped a penny into my head. With um, on Sunday night, I was um, yeah, I was just finishing up in the bathroom. I was doing my teeth, getting ready for bed. The missus was at work, and our front door. It's what it's one of those old fashioned ones. You have to lift up and lock it, so it yeah. makes that sound when you open yeah. it, and. Um, we literally, I heard the door, the door went, 
the door opened, the door shut. I heard it. The dogs went mental, ran downstairs and nothing, absolutely nothing. nothing. I even, yeah. I called my wife and I went, you know, where are you home? And she went, no, um, that, that was after. And uh, my daughter went, mum's not home. And I went, what do you mean mum's not home? So she, I've just heard the door. She went, the dogs have heard, and all the kids were like, yeah, yeah, we heard the door as well. And um, yeah. I just said to my daughter, now, I mean, obviously I live, I live in Grimsby. It's, it's got a bit of a reputation. I wouldn't be surprised at eight o'clock at night if someone was trying to get into my house. Come in, yes. Yeah, so I said to my daughter, I went, go, go in the girls' room. And I went downstairs, nothing, absolutely nothing downstairs. But um, I came up afterwards and I said, you know, we, you know, you were right. She went, yeah. She took a pair of scissors out of her bedroom and went and hid with her little sister, just or little sisters, just in case. Ten years oh. old, she was ready to stab oh. someone to protect her little sisters. I was well impressed with that. But oh, that's like me when I was a kid. What a cutie! <laughs> <laughs> you know that the, um, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's Lee. Lee has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. The, he's uh, just just finished his day's work, um, but he just said where I live was actually apparently an old monastery, which I had no idea. No way! I never knew that. So there we go. So it could have been a monk. I live on a graveyard. Brilliant, fantastic. <laughs> that will explain it then. I think, to be fair, I think we everyone on the planet lives on a graveyard in somewhere. Yeah, I would say at some somewhere, point. Actually. Yeah. Can I just ask a question on the, on the shadow, uh, the shadow person. Was, yes. Um, did you ever get any sound with it? Because this is quite controversial in this field no. of shadow people. Most people have <laughs> no sound whatsoever. Other yeah. than, like you say, moving objects, which make sound. But the actual being itself makes no sound. No, nope. doesn't make a sound at all. No. Nothing. Not a sound no, at all. I wouldn't mind. Really If weird. it like, growled at me or made a noise or screamed at me or anything like that that would be better <laughs> in yeah. some way for me but it's well, just yeah, dead silent it just stands and watches and waits for his opportunity so sneaky it drives me insane sneaky it sounds like a and what about, it's like what a stalker about, um, yeah. time of day what, what, what would you say would be the usual time you would see Main, it mainly at night so yeah. Frosted glass during the day, yeah, you'll see him. Anything that's got like um, a film on it where you can't quite make out what it is, is there? Yeah, but on the on a night in the in in, obviously in the crang, and I'm going to talk about the gin, which you know, similar to the shadow man, they call it like like smokeless fire, Mm. so it's almost like a mirage type thing. Well, you can interpret that many different ways, yeah. Yeah, no, this guy is like, I just explained that he's like, if you imagine someone in a moth suit, yeah, but all black, and he just stands there waiting. Mm. It doesn't move, it doesn't... They do seem to be more interested in us at night, and do you know, do you know like, um, I always get the impression, of, do you remember the BFG? Yes. And he used to put the old dreams in your head, didn't he? Um, mm-hmm. He could give you nightmares, he could give you... Sweet dreams, I suppose. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I always have this thing about them. Maybe they're doing something with our dreams. Not necessarily giving us nightmares and dreams, I don't mean like that, but they come to us in a sense where they, you know, when we're asleep and we're in the astral plane, there's some, there's, they've got yeah. some ability to manipulate what we're doing there. Yeah. I definitely Maybe. think when we're asleep, the veil is so much thinner because we haven't got all the stuff around us when our eyes are open to distract us from what we're seeing. My mind's just gone on to something completely different when you're saying dreams. If ghosts are influencing our dreams, how do you explain wet dreams? Well, oh, that's a succubus in an incubus. That but, I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, but do you know what I mean? No, I don't mean that. Sorry. No, I don't, I, no, I don't mean, I don't mean they're, they're influencing our dreams. What I mean is that they've got access to us while we're in that plane. Yeah. Again, same same yeah. question. But... No, because they might be feeding off us. Mm. Say they're using us like some sort of battery, and they're or... getting a charge off us when we're in that. I will. I will. Or so bring an energy down from the actual thing. <laughs> if the shadow man was hot enough, he could stay all he wants, but he's not. He's a menace. <laughs> what about other family members? I know you mentioned your brother there as I walked in, but other family members. What? I know. I know your your partner. Not you. Don't 
really see any of this and all that, and that's normal. But what about fa- actual blood-related family? Yeah, so my granddad, his sisters, um, his mum, my mum, my auntie, me, my little sister this week, she's had the same, she's only nine. Yeah. Um, she, you know, turned to my mum and said, did you hear that? And me and my mum and sister were like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so I have to explain to her now as a child, nine-year-old, because my mum don't want... My stepdad don't believe in any of this, but Casey's now seeing stuff. And so now I'm like, okay, it's time for me to pass on my knowledge to her and say, nothing can hurt you. And if it does, it can't physically hurt you by itself. You make sure that you're safe, put everything that can hurt you away and you ring me. Now I'll come and sort it. Don't you worry about anything. If you see something or you hear something, it's just someone that you can't see. It's just someone else existing in a different time. Don't worry about it. Because nine-year-old brains can't comprehend it. No, no. No, no, the slightest. Although I would, I would sort of... But I don't want her to be scared. No, but I, but I, that's what I'm saying. I would give her the power to say, you know, you can control this by saying, you know, just leave me alone type thing. But, yeah. I mean, with the shadow, man, I obviously when I came in, I heard you talking about the, the spiritual side of... Uh, you know, of, of nature, so to, speak, so to speak. But have you ever contemplated maybe that the shadow man might be an alien? No, I have thought that maybe the shadow man is obsessed and mean to me. <laughs> yeah. Is because it's like when, if you have a friend and they make friends with someone else and then they leave you behind. The shadow man came with another spirit that I helped. And because I helped that spirit cross over, now looking back as an adult, I have suddenly had this epiphany of what if it's upset because I didn't help that too? Mm. Maybe they wanted help, both wanted help, but it doesn't know how to ask for it. It doesn't know how to get in contact. It doesn't know how to portray that without getting frustrated and angry because you know that when you're not getting your own way or you're trying to portray something and people just aren't getting it, you get frustrated, you get angry. And I think that's why he comes across the way he does. Because if he wanted to do damage, it could. I've heard plenty of stories of worse cases than mine. And I believe every word of it after what I've been through. But I don't think, I think if I could, like I've never done a Ouija board, I'd love to but only to find out if he comes through and to finally get some answers mm. without it becoming a massive fight again, another battle. I don't want to battle him. I want to find out what he wants and why he wants it and can I sort it out? I'm game for a Ouija board. I haven't done one since I was a kid. It's just another tool. People, do you want to come to Ornsey? People... We'll do one at my house. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm up for that. We'll film it. But I think, um, you know, people have a lot of, like, I don't know, they put a lot of bad feeling on Ouija boards, but then they'll go out and use a spirit box without even yeah. thinking about, you know what I mean, the irony of it. You're on about Andy, aren't you? Andy's obsessed. He's, 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 he's a perfect example. He, he, oh, uh, no, never use a Ouija board. Yeah, never bring use... back evil, all this, but he'll go and use a spirit uh, spirit box. Yeah. And not think we had this conversation it. last time, didn't yeah, we, yeah. that I believe, the same with a Ouija board, the same with the spirit, the same with I do candle communication, because I find that's quite easy as well. And it's an ancient form, so it's been going hundreds of thousands of years that you always say goodbye no matter what communication you use you say goodbye and you have to wait for a reply so even if I use a spirit box I'll say right I'm done for the day now bye and I'll wait until someone says bye what's the candle thing candle communication so candle communication is an ancient communication um it's what they used to use um the witches back in the hundreds um and it's basically um you have a candle and you get one uh, i have ones that have really tall glasses so you can't blow on it um i never use tea lights i use ones that have always got really tall glass so you can't mess yeah. with the flame and i'll set it down and i'll set it alight for maybe half an hour just to see how the flame dances on its own what it's doing how it's burning And then I'll say, right, and I'll sit down and I'll ground myself to the floor. I usually take my shoes off and make sure my feet are planted on the floor. And I say, if anyone's here and you want to communicate, this candle's for you. Make it dance if you're here. 
and the majority of the time you instantly the flame starts going crazy you can make it bigger or smaller I've had it where uh, a friend of mine her granddad passed away and I was communicating with someone I didn't know who and then she turned up and uh, I was like oh the candle's going absolutely crazy now you're here what's going on is it something to do with you um and I said if it is then make the flame bigger and the flame got bigger okay now make the flame smaller if you're a relative and it goes smaller and you can you can pretty much get the flame to do a hell of a lot it's insane it's really cool really cool especially if you're in an environment where you've eliminated every possible thing that would make that candle move mm-hmm. because then you're like okay well there's no draft the candle's been going for half an hour and it's never done out like that and then suddenly you know you can ask the same question four different ways and you'll still get the same answer but in different ways that you've asked it's incredible it's really good Hmm. And I find that's a lot better because you don't get voices, you get yes, no answers. Yeah. You're not, you know, and it's easier for them because a flame is energy. Yeah, it's like natural energy. Work. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to see that one that one work because it's, it's, it sounds it sounds a bit different. Don't you think he's gonna light a candle now? Because yeah. <laughs> it's the same, it's the, the one thing I say is you never blow out a candle. Never ever blow the candle out. Use your fingers. Yeah. Only because. Not touching fire. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Always put it out with your fingers. About only water? because. Use water. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I suppose. I so, but only because things. when you spit on it, you're spitting on the spirit. When you blow, it's disrespectful. So can you cover it? Like you know. You can cover it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, we got Yankee candles. I might just put the lid on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just don't blow on it. But you're never ever supposed to blow out a candle if you're communicating with the spirit through candle. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I've shot it out with a nerf gun once. <laughs> I was like, "Do you reckon I can shout, shoot this candle out with a nerf gun?" And they were like, "Yeah." I was like, "Okay, let's try it." So I spent ten minutes trying to shoot the candle out with a nerf gun. That's quite fun. No, that's quite <laughs> cool. I like that. That's, uh, that's, I mean, I'd I'd like to see that at work. The candle thing. That's not something I I've known anything about. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, now she's described it bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it's that. Not... I've seen the uh, you know the pendulum thing, kind of similar. Yeah, yeah. See, I've the, never uh... used a pendulum. I'd love to use a pendulum, but I do. I've I've tried once and nothing really happened for me. But I'm you know novice to pendulums. Mm. Um. But that's always been something, you know, we've always had candles in the house and I always thought, oh, that's a bit weird. Why is it doing that? And then one day I thought, I wonder, I wonder why. What will hmm. happen if I just ask why it's doing that? And it just answers. That's cool. Just bizarre. Yeah. Absolutely bizarre. But I prefer that method because it's ancient. So, sorry, I'm shaking. I'm <laughs> diabetic. So <laughs> my camera's shaking all over. I did notice that, yeah. <laughs> i've got no case either so it keeps sliding all over no, it's really um, it's really it's really interesting and and these are stories like this uh you know we love the user stories because or the listener stories because they it gives you a different perspective you know we've all i would assume majority of people listening have had similar experience not similar experiences to you but like some sort of paranormal experience which is why they're here um, yep. whether that be through um, paranormal whether that be through um, alien forms or, or other types of beings that they've they've come across um, you know obviously we I think we've we've had you one before um, about um, like a Bigfoot type um, yep. creature so obviously for those of you who haven't listened to that go back and listen to that episode well, I will, I'm hoping to put those interviews on to the end of some shows that we do all oh, right. Okay. Well, so, so there we'll, you go. We'll be able to listen to them soon enough. So there will. Yeah. There you go. So I'll leave that in Lee's capable hands because I don't deal with <laughs> the uh, the technical side of podcasting. I just talk into the microphone. I I'm quite happy with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, people are here for for some sort. I mean, I I know we've had 
listeners who, who are here for like a little bit of closure and trying to find a story that is similar to theirs. So if there is any guys, uh, girls or late girls or ladies, girls or guys out there um, who have similar stories or anything like that, you know, obviously get in touch because um, these sort of stories are, are, are ace and we, we love to hear different stories from different parts of the world and, and different people, you know, it, it does make the, the, the job of podcasting a lot more fun. So, um, yeah, thank you, obviously, for, you, for your story and, and, you know, sharing it with us. It's... Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, I mean... There's always uh, something going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I say, obviously, you know, you, you seem quite active in, in having spirits around you. So if anything does crop up again feel free to jump back on and, and give us an update. I'm sure the listeners will want to hear a, an update if there is one to come. So Yeah, and you are at the Well, I live yeah, out the in the middle page. of... And, uh, in the middle of nowhere. So. Yeah, well, we might... Well, you're, only, you're not too far from us, so we might actually take yeah. you up on that Ouija board request and put it on, yeah. on the Facebook Well, we've got page. an old World War II barracks not far from me, just up the road in the middle of a field that's... Um, derelict um that i do want to go scope out but i live on catfoss old army base which uh winston churchill came to um back in the day so there's rumors of soldiers and gunfire and planes going over and weird things happening out there so if you want to come and scope it out um i'm up for that i'll take you over and show you all the old bunkers and stuff yeah, that sounds quite cool. So for those of you who are listening and thinking that might be quite good to watch one night, uh, that will probably be going on Facebook Live. And if you're not on the Facebook group, you ain't going to see it. So you'll need to go over to Bizarre Tales Facebook group. Um, and we also have now we're trying to get Lee up on uh, TikTok so he can go live as well. So there might be something going live on there as well, um, which is what is the... Is absolute poppy. absolute poppy, which is because we're not allowed to put absolute poppy cock because cock is a rude <laughs> word according to TikTok. It is. Yeah, it is a rude word, but poppy cock isn't a rude word. So anyway, so if you you're interested in that, yeah, absolute poppy uh, on TikTok, or you can follow me because I'm always looking for new followers, which is Dan underscore the Viking. Um, but yeah, obviously come and join us and and get involved because I think that will be oh, yeah. definitely. Email. Oh, yeah, email supernaturalpod at gmail.com but um, you know definitely get in, get in touch and, and have a look because there will be a lot more things like that going out uh, I know Lee's um, off is it this weekend or next week off, off this weekend up to um, a church uh, just outside of Lincoln isn't it that's a mausoleum um, yeah so obviously that will probably go on Facebook live at some point although for some weird reason Andy's deciding to go at five o'clock in the afternoon not sure there's going to be much to talk about at that that sort of time but um you know he gets scared as soon as the sun goes down so um but obviously, let us know, you know, if you're not on the Facebook group, you, you're going to need to get on there. You're going to have to put this episode out tomorrow now, you know that, so people can get onto yeah. Facebook. So, but yeah, so thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. Lovely. We shall see you on the other side. Well, they've gone. No, just for now. It wasn't the right time for us to meet. But there'll be other nights, other stars for us to watch. I'll be back.